episode of Befriend Your Mind. Hi, my name is Kirti for those of you who don't know me. Thank you for joining us. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to this episode. So I want to jump on and share with you one of the things that has been very close to my heart. It's about transforming your inner difficulties so that you can communicate still during challenging and sensitive situations. Now, given the time period when this episode is made, the world is in chaos and there's a lot of wars going on. And I'm not here to talk about politics or religion. I'm here to share with you how do you transform yourself from inside when you're faced and having discussions about things that are could be political and religious and how can you relax and be yourself still in those conversations. When I was growing up, I have, I'm, have three sisters. I'm Indian, South Asian by origin and I grew up in the Caribbean, which is Dutch as well. And with having all these different cultures inside of me or being conditioned by all these cultures inside of me, I used to face a lot of conflict with how to speak at certain moments and how to communicate with others. And I remember this one time in particular with my younger sister and she used to come home very frustrated and angry because at school she struggled to feel understood. There was this one person that would constantly pick at her. And so one day this girl was at our house and I remember taking this girl to the side and and talking to her and trying to ask her and invite her to see my sister's perspective or see life through my sister's eyes. At that time, I had no idea what empathy was or how to, you know, be mindful, none of that. At that moment, what was really driving me was that my sister was experiencing a problem and she couldn't figure out what the solution was. And there was not anyone who could really sit down and tell her, hey, this is what you could do. Because in our time, we didn't have the amount of knowledge that now exists. Anyway, on that day, my um, she, she understood or she said she understood and it seemed okay. But in my eyes, it seemed okay. Now, why am I sharing this with you? Sometimes... In the world that we are faced in, we, are, we do have a lot of information to equip us. We have a lot, a lot of knowledge. But when it comes to putting knowledge into practice, it's a whole different story, especially when unexpected and uncertainty arises, such as challenging and sensitive scenarios that we find ourselves in. And one of the things that comes under this this sensitive environment is when we are faced with each other's differences. We may be different in culture, gender, circumstances, um, and a whole host of other things as well. And so when we go into a dialogue and there's a lot of moral code goes on that, you know, what is the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do, we can get ourselves caught up in situations where we think we know best for other people. 
You see, at that moment that I was with my sister's friend, when at that young age, when I was sharing about my sister and seeing life through her eyes, one thing that happened was this girl was also sharing her life through her lens. And there were certain things she was saying that I couldn't really disagree with either. I, it wasn't about my sister, but it was about life, the way we see life. And at that age, you start realizing that the way I, or I realized that the day I used to see life through my lens, it's not necessarily the right or wrong way of doing it. And that segued into where I'm coming and talking about difficult situations. We are currently in a frame of world that is so polarized, sensitive, and with the wars that are going on, everybody is really walking around with a thick layer of protective coat or wall, whatever you want to call it, because we are so afraid to speak to one another in case our views collide. And with all then all that we see online, there's a lot of anger and frustration and irritation. Life is unfair. The world is not justice. All that is coming out online. And I have clients, international clients. And I remember back then when I was in a, teaching in a yoga center, the same countries that were at war, the same individuals would be sitting side by side practicing peacefulness or yoga and would wish each other well at the end of every class. And now today, when I go on Instagram, these same two individuals, one minute will post one thing about their way of seeing injustice. And then when you flip to the next story, it's the other person saying this a different perspective about the same situation. When I see that online, I get concerned, not just for myself, but I'm always wondering who else is seeing this and how are we interpreting it and what stress is it causing them from the inside if they don't agree to either of these sides. Because there were some posts that would come up and say, if you don't agree with me, you can unfollow. And that is, there's a certain different kind of pressure that takes place online. Now, your body physically can shut down into a stress mode and saying, I'm done. I don't want to know more. I don't want to know more. Because it's, there are two different or many different perspectives coming at you and your mind is struggling to keep up. So when it's becoming friends with your mind, becoming friends to challenges and becoming friends of difficulties, this is the heart of it. The heart of it is not to seek this happy-go-lucky society, that idealistic society, because that really won't exist if you think about it. Because an idealistic society where people don't have different opinions is actually not a creative community. And that is what makes it even more challenging. And that's why as human beings, we're always going to have problems. But from our problems, we have what it takes to find a solution, to find a different solution, find our way to further or progress humanity. But in this day and age, it doesn't seem like that because everyone's afraid on communicating their point of view or their perspective without feeling as if they've disrespected someone else. And when, it, and when it's too suppressed, 
people become very angry and then and resentful. So is the world going to a wrong place or a right place if we remove the moral code of everything? We're asking the wrong question. We're, we want to ask ourselves, are we able to navigate each other's differences together that we don't disrespect one another, but that we can come to a place where we can still be mutually interconnected, work with one another, and have that dignity for our differences. So what can you do? When it comes to differences, I always take three approaches. It's learning to respect the difference, consider the difference, and reconcile. I realize that when you care as you from a human-to-human perspective, there is no win-win situation in anything. On the contrary, I used to hate the word compromise and tolerance because I found it to be very who-does-it-favor feeling. But there's a situation almost where it's about yield-yield, you know, just stop, observe, and then what do you give way to and what don't you give way to? And in order to get to a point where you can just stop and assess and discern the situation, there's a couple of things you can do from within yourself. And the first thing you could do is is taking pressure off yourself. That's probably one of the biggest thing because by nature, majority of people, individuals are constantly comparing themselves with either someone else or someone else's life or with a certain version of themselves that they expect to be. And that could have been because they received a lot of, you know, this is how you should be. And a lot of people are also driven by how to live up to their moral codes. And if none of that existed, I mean, you could also be so free and then do things as will. But there's one thing we don't take into account is that All our actions, every one of us have an action. What we think, say, do has an effect in the long run to someone else or to anyone else. And it could be the smallest thing. But if we live in stress and the whole time on stress, pressurizing ourselves of doing things right or wrong, we stop being able to assess the situation for what it really is because we're only looking through life to what is right and what is wrong. And that can be a heavy pressure we place on ourselves. So the first thing to do is to take pressure off yourself. And how you can do that is by taking the pressure from reacting to what you're thinking is sharing with you or telling you to do. And how you can do that is is by mastering your breathing. It sounds so simple. And we say, yeah, Kirti, I know already, you know, all that mindfulness. No. It's not mindfulness. It's about taking a breath, taking three breaths, taking five breaths, taking 100 breaths, taking as many breaths as you need to slow down from reacting from your first thought. Because when it comes to people and differences, the moment something shows up that we don't agree with or it grinds against our beliefs or our values or our moral code, if we're not in charge of our emotions or not in um, patience with our emotions, so not allowing it to react or to entertain it, 
we get ahead of ourselves and start saying things. And then afterwards, sometimes we tend to regret that we had said that. So in order to respect someone else's point of view or value, it doesn't mean you have to change yours. It's about stepping back, yielding, stopping, and just looking and observing from that moment. And by taking pressure off yourself inside of you from your thought, you get to zoom out a little bit from all your thinking and emotions and see your things a little bit more clearer. Choosing what you want to say can make all the difference because words are what comes across, but words are not just words. They have a, they have a flavor to it. They have a tone to it. And when people pick up on that, they're going to make a judgment. They are going to make an assessment. They are going to make an evaluation of it. So if you want to argue your difference, there is a way to do it. But it starts first with taking pressure off yourself. The second thing you can do once you take pressure off yourself and you do reading, learn to be in your own truth. There is a very big value in sitting alone with yourself. And people always say, oh, you know, being lonely is really bad. But there's lo being lonely when it's very loud outside of you. And there's being alone, whereas you can listen to the noise that's going on inside of you and be respectful to yourself and use that noise with a certain discernment, with some attentiveness and precision, but looking at yourself with a sense of respect. This is what my difficulties are telling me. This is what my truth is telling me. This is where it hurts. This is where I'm confused. And by taking, by just stopping and sitting with yourself and observing what your truth is telling you, even, well, it's kind of like admitting, but you're, you admit to yourself that, hey, I'm comparing myself to someone else. By looking at it, it's not to feel more ashamed or guilty because that also shows up, but that you don't let shame and guilt run you. You go, okay, I see that. But because I can see that, I can shift something inside of me. I can narrate something differently. I can maybe narrate it more, more um, skillfully. Again, this is not about getting rid of your thinking or getting rid of your beliefs or values, but it's understanding how to narrate it in those sensitive environments or in that moment. And the third thing is, for me, is... You want to choose your arguments, choose your moment to argue. Right now, with everyone's emotions really, really high, if I come in and I give my, my political view on it or my religious view on it, and the room is not ready and the emotions are very high, chances are, if I just use one word wrong, it's going to be interpreted in a long way if the other person is not in charge of their own energy inside of themselves, in their own awareness. And it doesn't, it's not considerate to go in and hurt someone in that moment. 
I truly believe about in the sentence that hurt people hurt people. If you are hurt inside of you and you're so unaware of it or you are aware of it and you want justice, then whoever comes in that way and tells you a different way, that hurt person is going to hurt the other person because they're not willing to let that go. I had, for very many years, I had a really tough relationship with the word fear. What did fear mean? And I'm saying it was tough for me because I had seen certain things happen to my mom and my dad and I couldn't understand why it was constantly happening and no one could really share that with me. And I kept feeling that the world is unfair and it's unfair and it's unfair. But then one day I realized that with the word fear, what I determined as fear was actually me wanting that certain justice. I wanted life to work out the way I wanted it to work out. And that doesn't necessarily mean someone else saw it the same way. And so choosing my arguments now, when I notice that we're in this what is fear and justice word, or that's so much in the conversation, chances are the energy of emotions to the thought are, are extremely high. And to me, that is not the right moment to argue because hurt people can hurt people. And I don't want that neither for myself or for the other person. The other thing that happens when it's about choosing your arguments is sometimes when we're so caught in wanting to be right about something or when um, we then say certain things and make it a personal attack. And when it becomes a personal attack, we lose sight of what we're really trying to bring across. So making things personal can ha have a long-term consequence, even on the relationship. So be mindful of navigating your moral language in that moment for anybody, because if both sides are hurting right now and you want a solution, hurting each other will not make, two, two wrongs will not make a right. The other thing is there's also the, those who avoid arguments and they tend to be the ones where they'll start using the words empathy and mindfulness and they, they flavor it all around just so that they don't have to voice or share or knowing or how to tackle the situation. They just want to dismiss it. They just go, this is negative. I don't want to deal with it. But reality is still reality. Things still happen in the world. And by dismissing it with language such as mindfulness and being positive, you are telling a person it's not okay to fight or to argue either. And so you want to choose your moments, choose the moment to speak and choose the moment when not to speak. But using positivity as a form of avoiding or to shut someone down is just as harmful as aggression. So my invitation to you is going all the way back to taking that pressure off yourself and really looking at yourself from the inside, knowing your truth on how you react to life, how you attend to your situations 
knowing your values, your beliefs, by taking stock of that, when you get into these sensitive environments, then it becomes a choice. A choice of how to say things, when to say this, and also what tone of voice to use, because that makes a big difference too. Now, that's why I'm saying I'm not here to tell you what the right thing to do is. I can only give and share with you some tools that when you find yourself in this moment, work from the inside. Being aware of yourself gives you a sense of control, but not a control of controlling your outer environments in that sense that it will go to your favor. No. By controlling it, you're able to navigate each other's differences in the moment so that we may find out that the solutions that we both think is the right one, combining it will come out with a different solution that might be different, might be more peaceful. It can work towards favoring and being of more benefits to one another. So checking in with yourself is crucial in times like this. And I really hope this sharing this to you, I hope it inspired you to take a pen and paper out and just write it out. And if you have questions or you have some, some, some thoughts you may want to share, send, me, send them through to me. Have a wonderful, wonderful month and may you be kind, peaceful and calm with yourself. And may you be free from your own suffering and find your journey to your joy. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Befriend Your Mind. I hope you found it inspirational and received valuable insights on how to apply it in your daily life. If you enjoyed it, please hit subscribe if you haven't already and share it with your friends and loved ones. Together, let's spread the message of equanimity and embrace diversity of thought to approach our relationships with openness and compassion. Until the next time, stay curious, stay open, and keep befriending your mind. I'm your host, Kirti, signing off. Take care.